Yaddy-yaddy-yaddy-yaddy. Hey, welcome to Uva Ball Raw USA. That stars Uva Ball and Gary Otto. Here's your host. Take it away. You know, I had a really great meal in a really great restaurant the other day, and I was thinking, and actually a fan actually asked as well, how does it feel these past couple of years that you have not been a restaurateur? Um, Do you miss the restaurant industry? Um, yes and no. I mean, uh, I don't miss the daily attention to it, you know, like that you have to do every day, tons of work and uh, be on top of things of the costs and that the staffing is not like that you don't have too many people, you don't have uh, not enough people. Um, that, that... You used to live practically at the restaurant. You were there all the time. Yeah, I was, I was really involved and Natalie, my wife also. And yes. very time intense and uh, uh, stressful. But what I miss is this kind of like you build something uh, you have r- recruiting customers that are coming back um, and this kind of little little mini world you create in a restaurant, you know. And uh, um, we had great dinners there and great wine dinners. I had a little wine club, uh, you know, and every like six weeks to eight weeks we were drinking whatever. Tonight is only Italian wines or whatever. So it seems... I mean, that was really uh, nice. And that I really, in a way, miss, you know, this kind of like uh, uh, being busy with something like this. So the politics of the restaurant industry, you don't miss, basically. Yes, I, that is the, the truth, right? And and also, like, I mean, you know, my big fight against our uh, landlord for years, and, and uh, that was very nerve-wracking and took really, took, took really half of the the fun out of it. And uh, so based on this, um, I'm not missing it. I always said like, if you make a, if you open a restaurant, if you own the real estate, you're gold, you know, then your own tenant, you can do whatever you want. And uh, you make money no matter what in a way, because uh, as long as you get rent, let's say the restaurant, the restaurant is only a wash, but if you get good rent, it's already not so bad, you know? So, yeah, that is the same. So basically you wish building first. Totally. I should look long around in Vancouver till I found something I can actually buy the real estate. And then, um, I mean, the bank gives you up to 80% uh, as a loan. And that is, I think I missed out on, on this. I thought that you have a good rental contract and everything is fine, but... It's not, you know, it turned out to be like a horrific experience. And if somebody gets a good enough lawyer, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And then they, they stretching things out and then they have another deposition and there's a 5,000 bucks gone and another 10,000 gone. You know, it's like this kind of ridiculous, uh, charging. And, uh, I think also there is a, especially out in BC, like in British Columbia, it's kind of a crooked system, like a Trump would say, you know, uh, it's this kind of like, uh, the attorneys always make money, but 
if it's not like a million dollar or higher lawsuit, it's basically totally senseless because you will if you if you sue somebody for hundred grand, it's it's bullshit because it will cost you hundred thousand bucks at least to get that hundred thousand bucks, and then you don't get all your attorney fees back. It's it's like they they if they award you punitive damages or whatever or you know then they pay uh, hundred eighty bucks per hour from your attorney bill, but good attorneys cost like four or five hundred bucks an hour. So uh, there is a gap, and that gap gets bigger and bigger as long as the lawsuit, as long as the lawsuit goes. Oh yeah, so. that's the Trump tactic: is to make it stall for as long as he can, because most normal people can't afford lawyers every fucking week. You know what I mean? Exactly, like tenants from him and and stuff like this. They did yeah. that for years, you know. I mean, I was shocked that the New York State attorney dumped the whole law, so basically that it's over, right? I mean, uh, if you followed the press, he was almost in jail and everybody was writing, oh, the real threat camp comes from the New York State attorney's office with, with fraud and tax fraud and investment fraud and, and loan fraud, whatever. And then in the end, nothing happened. Like, nothing. And also the... The treason thing, uh, I mean, okay, where is this now? You know, they they said that uh, they he's basically guilty, right? And okay, but where is now the actual lawsuit? They did that whole thing in the Congress and, you know, like the whole uh, investigation and everything. And they came to a clear uh, understanding that, yes, he initialized the, 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 the storm on the Capitol. And then what's happening? It's over. You know, like, so uh, somebody They're too has... afraid to do anything. I mean, we obviously, they're, they're at the point where he's obviously guilty. They have all the evidence. They've just chosen to not go for the jugular for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, and I don't know why, because it will be not paying off very good uh, to have him um, running again. Uh, yeah, maybe. well, I don't want him fucking back. Imagine this world right now with him back in office. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it was interesting in the last Bill Mayer show, there was a guy, Max, uh, whatever the name, but he's a political commentator. And so Bill Mayer asked him, OK, why Putin attacked the Ukraine now? And he said, uh, basically, because Trump lost the election. He was building from 2016 on with Trump a great relationship. And Trump was on the verve, like, dumping the NATO. You know, like, they, he really had the worst relationships to France, Germany, to everybody, Spain, Italy, the worst relationships of any president ever. And... Uh, because, but he was very friendly with with Putin and and the Korean guy Kim Il Jung or whatever, right? So, and yeah. the theory from the Max guy is that if Trump would won, he didn't even have to invade the Ukraine because Europe was would be then so weakened over the next four years that he basically could control them. You know, that he basically could take more and more control with his oil and gas delivery, uh, especially also to Germany, that he have everybody by the balls and they play game. And then he will he will demand there is no more country getting into the, the EU. He will demand no country comes extra in the NATO. He will, he will do whatever he wants because they whatever he wants, because the U.S. would not military 
interfere with whatever he would do. So, and then Trump lost and he changed strategy. Then he felt like, okay, now I just invade the Ukraine because uh, that's the only way to get something going here. I think that was, and, and it makes sense. You know, he waited. Uh, yeah, you know, so, and now we have a situation I mean, we both talked about it, right? So it's, it, I mean, it's looking more dire and dire and shittier and shittier for the Ukraine every day. Yeah. So, you know, they're getting... Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen, man. It's getting, you're right, it's getting fucking really bad over there. And every time they try to have some kind of peace talks, uh, it goes essentially nowhere. Exactly. And I think because it's all like a, a, a Trump strategy. You know, I think that that uh, uh, Trump, uh, uh, Trump, when I'm talking about Putin, <laughs> see, I'm mixing up already Putin and uh, Trump. <laughs> well, they're the same. Uh, they're, it's like the Russian version of Trump. So, yeah, I, I think that that uh, um, Putin um, will not stop before he uh, basically ha have them defeated, you know. And then, and then, I mean, with who he has to, today was in the news that they tried with a special commando to kill Zelensky. And uh, they, uh, the Ukrainian, uh, whatever, military defense guys, secret service there, they arrested the, all the Russians trying to do it. So there is, what I think is that Putin is, is a total fucking murderer. And he is... He wants, he knows if he can kill Zelensky, everything collapses. I mean, yeah. you know, like what, I mean, they would, they, they would be like, president is dead. Then they keep bombarding a little. I mean, who should fight then? I mean, who, who organizes that? Who could come in the footsteps of Zelensky within 12 hours and say, I'm now the leader of the whole Ukraine in that war. He's the face of it, you know? So yeah. it's it's uh, it will be very uh, very uh, and I think Putin wants to do this. He doesn't want to sit with Zelensky. Zelensky asks every day to have a direct meeting with Putin, and Putin is not doing it. And I think all that secondary uh, guys they negotiating whatever, but they're never coming to any term because the Russians they only say something, but they would never make a deal on it. Yeah. So I have the feeling it's all talk, but it's not. It's a, it's a, it's a stalling. It's a delaying tactic. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's very bad, actually. It's, it's like a total asshole move from Putin. And uh, uh, Putin is being really shrewd. He's being, a lot of people seem to think that there's like a sort of like an international norm of uh, rules of engagement on how people work in warfare. I think all of those rules are out the window with totally, totally. And he that's does, why it reminds yeah. people of Nazi Germany is because in Nazi Germany, all those rules are out the window too with Hitler. So, yeah, you know that that is the thing. But he's also, I mean, he learned at the KGB, right? He was like a, a kind of a CIA operat operative in the KGB, so he was like, of course, not working for the Americans. He, but the CIA also never cared about anything. They delivered, look at the history of the CIA, right? They delivered weapons to the most crucial dictators around the globe as, as long they were fighting against the communists. They, yeah. you know, I mean, what murderers and crazy people 
they uh, they gave money to and they gave weapons to uh, over the years. So the CIA was never a moral institution and the KGB the same. They were used to kill people. I mean, you know, like whatever, like this guy is against us. So invite him for a drink, poison him and he's dead. I mean, that is the KJB. Or yeah, that's kid- some brutal, very dirty, dirty playing field shit. There's nothing really, um, nothing brave or bold about that. That's dirty fucking shit. Yes. That's what I mean. It's like uh, um, a very bad taste. All of this has a very bad taste. It doesn't stop. It doesn't, uh, uh, it doesn't get better. And of course, the um, it it gets tougher and tougher to to get stuff into the Ukraine to help them, food and weapons and whatever, right? It gets tougher and tougher because Putin is closing in on everything and uh, cutting off the the uh, yeah everything. I, I wonder but, but, what's going to happen. Yeah. Is China going to give humanitarian aid to Russia? What's going to happen from here? Because Russia is pretty fucked up right now. Yeah, but China, I mean, the, the, the call between the uh, Xi and uh, Biden was, I think, very good. Because, I mean, I don't know if China is also full of shit and just lying on it. <laughs> I mean, everything is possible. And, well, what uh, did they say? I missed that. I didn't read it. I was yeah, so he said that, that Xi said in that call uh, that nobody needs that war. And that China is not encouraging Russia to continue that war. And I mean, that are strong words, right? So that is a positive that made me feel positive that that pressure will finally turn uh, uh, Putin around um, and uh, that he thinks, okay, if China is basically not really backing me here, uh, what the fuck I'm doing? I mean, that that is the thing. Who he wants to even... I read also that that idea that all the, the, the gas and whatever he sells to Europe, that he can just sell that to China, is totally not working because of the transport. They have pipelines into Europe, right? Like Nord Stream 1 is like going from Russia straight into Germany since 20 years. And I mean, we paying real money. And uh, uh, so, um, and now Germany right now is in the Middle East. They, they The German politics are everywhere to get independency from Russia. We're trying to get replacement gas, basically, right? As fast as possible. And of course, renewable energies, but that takes time. But right now, the German foreign minister, Habeck, he's in the Dubai, he's in the uh, Qatar. He wants to buy all there because they have not only oil, they have also gas. He wants to buy all that stuff. And then it would shut down Nord Stream 1. And then Putin has 400 million bucks per day less. I mean, that that is the last big paycheck he's getting right now. The last big paycheck Putin gets into his country. Uh, Everything else is basically frozen, sanctioned, boycotted. Is that he still sells for 400 million euro that are 500 million US per day gas into Europe. And Europe pays right now. And, And that is that, I mean, it's also from the moral perspective, uh, we can all only despite that. You know, I mean, so, a lot of people in Germany said, switch the fucking gas off. Now it's warmer here. And uh, how, just how much is gas over there? I'm curious. How much did it go up? Did it double in price? Yes, 100, yeah, it doubled. 
It doubled. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, even when you go for the barbecue tank, like the, the that thing, there were always like six or seven liter barbecue gas tanks. I think were the whole time like uh, six or seven bucks. And I had to buy three new ones here for my house. And I paid 40 bucks for three. Oh my God. That is almost then double, almost double, right? Surprise. And the fuel here is per liter in US dollar 260 per liter gas. Okay. Yeah, That's it's expensive, very, huh? very, very expensive. It's crazy. And people get hit, of course, with the heating bills. Uh, uh, and a lot of people just cannot afford this, right? So, I mean, we have uh, the, the Ukraine... charcoal grill. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Yeah, but a lot of people... I still have in my house uh, oil heating, but uh, and I have solar on the roof. So I, I, my electricity in my house is basically, as soon as the sun is out, it's completely done by solar. As soon as it's dark, I still get electricity here from the normal uh, plant right oh but that's great uh, so you have solar okay awesome yeah yeah and and uh, uh but the the heating for hot water or the heating in the house is still oil and also there uh normally eight thousand liters i have an eight thousand liter tank in the basement and that tank uh i think was in total uh, around seven and a half thousand euro to fill up, and now it's fourteen thousand. Ah. It doubled almost, also, right? So, and uh, oh uh, man, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one tank is enough for the year, you know. I'm right now down to 800 liters, I'm very low, but I ordered because I just had to order it. The problem is not the heating now. I can, the heaters in our house, you can put it off right now. It's not, it's not too cold anymore. You can live with it. But what do you want to do without hot water? I mean, yeah, no, of course. That's like what I lived uh, in summer camp when we used to go camping. We had to take showers that were fucking freezing cold. Nobody wants to do that. No, and that is the thing, you know, and that is the biggest problem. It's like when, when the people say, show Putin, uh, we don't need his gas and we switch it off. There are two big reasons why it doesn't happen. A, the, the first one is the industry. The industry needs the gas. They need way more uh, uh, energy, what we have no replacement for right now, because Merkel switched off all the nuclear plants in Germany because of Fukushima. So we, we, we were the first country in Europe basically shutting all the nuclear plants down and they don't want to reactivate any nuclear plants. So, so now we have here uh, wind, wind energy, sun energy, but still oil and gas and, and, and coal also. So They need to improve their infrastructure. Same thing with the United States. I, all yeah. this relies on gas, even coal. I mean, I... I I say, like, use charcoal, but, like, fucking, it's not good for the environment. And I think that now is the time, now is a turning point that I think that all of the nations of the world should look carefully at their infrastructure and then say, hmm, maybe we should rely more on more sustainable shit so stuff like this doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. No, and that is what I mean. It's like there are... Uh, uh, as a uh, like hydrogen, right? So hydrogen yeah. power, uh, you can scale that to a maximum. You can have hydrogen plants 
they're completely environmental friendly, like there's nothing coming out, but they make the same amount of, of uh, energy as uh, huge oil, huge gas or, or nuclear. And they cost money, you have to build them, but but I think we have no choice. Also, when you, yeah. when you there was again you in the should. that the climate disaster is, uh, is like the biggest threat for humankind still, um, and grows and has to, turning points like well, more it can return. benefit the environment but it can also benefit our wallets right now like uh, yeah it does have you guys by the balls you guys had more solar or any kind of alternate uh uh something to fall back on maybe it wouldn't yeah. hurt too fucking hard you know yes and it would of course also maybe shorten the war because if putin that wouldn't get that money how are you going to pay anything yeah, I mean, the only income from Russia is selling oil and gas. And and so uh, now millions of Russians lost their job in the last four weeks. Millions of them. Everything closed. Things are bad you know? over there, I'm telling you. I, I, I have a friend over there, and they're not very happy. A lot of them really hate Americans right now. It's a real point of contention. And I try to tell my friend, I'm like, dude, I have no power over what's happening. I honestly think the sanctions are bullshit because it's hurt people so much. But um, the people are going with the news of what the Russians are putting on the air. They're 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 believing that mostly, or maybe they're afraid to and say anything um, negative because they're afraid of being put in jail. But either way. Uh, there's something weird going on over there. I mean, when you try to talk to them through the internet, it's it's very yes, and that I think that is a big problem. Um, I have friends here, like uh, from Walter's best friends, are both from Russia originally, but they're living here. The parents are Russian, and uh, so I talk with them almost every day. And uh, they say, for example, they cannot receive here now any more Russian news. It's cut off. So it means not only Russia cuts everything off, what comes from the West into Russia. They Yesterday they cut off Facebook and Instagram completely in Russia and said they're criminal organizations. So, But on the other hand, that there were like this Russian TV channels you could freely see here on cable, whatever, they're shut down. They got also disallowed because they were the whole time brainwashing all the Russians who live outside of Russia. You know, wow. they were they were telling total bullshit uh, 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 um, in in regards of. Uh, uh, so, questions yeah. outside of Russia. That's interesting. Yeah, because they don't want like here in the Europe, and I mean in US, maybe also not receivable, but they want that uh, they are not having basically bursting here domestic terrorism. You know, if you have, like in Germany, are uh, around 1.5 million Russians. Like a lot of Russians are in Germany because when the when the uh, wall came down and everything, a lot of Russians uh, didn't want to live in Russia anymore. They wanted to live in Germany and they came over. Yeah. But what is if you radicalize them, right? What, what if you make them now? Yeah, don't forget your Russian heart. You are like a Russian. You have to fight for us. 
like whatever do terror attacks in germany or whatever you know so and that is also like shut down because it was a poor propaganda channel and was completely the the the, the bullshit they're coming up with is so ridiculously absurd uh in their tv shows um that is just uh it's it's unbelievable yeah you i know? think that they were trying to tell russia was trying to say that the ukraine bombed themselves yeah or something like people on that theater where the that theater they bombed was the uh, a job and there were actors playing it you remember that was all in the iraq war the same shit like where where they said like that hostages are actors or the uh, poisoned children in the syrian war were like dummies and not real persons and 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 i mean it's it's sensational it's really a sensation how if you control the narrative you control the brains of people and they're going with the most absurd stuff but i think that putin's uh, thing will fail because how can it succeed if the people on the streets in russia see the fucking empty supermarkets the movie theaters are closed there are no more movies to play uh and they shut down i mean you know how many Russians were on uh, Facebook and Instagram, like 50 million. And it's gone, including your contacts, like bing, gone. And then you see from really from, from uh, McDonald's to the Gucci store, to the Adidas store, uh, uh, to, to the car dealerships from VW, BMW, whatever, they're all gone, empty, oval. So, I mean, the, the, you know the, what I I read yeah. that uh, the Russian government is, if they don't take the Ukraine, that they're going to reverse this and say that all these sanctions are a declaration of war from the U.S. Do you think that it's possible they could spin that to the Russian people in that way? Yes. That's terrible. No, I know, but I think that there is a chance that that works. And... Uh, uh, it's also like Putin had the whole time this kind of more aggressive language, you know, that is the thing where uh, uh, my personal life, basically, uh, if Putin uses, uh, because of the, it coming, it's coming closer to that point, right, with more resistance in the Ukraine, uh, if Putin uses this kind of like cluster bombs or starts using tactical nuclear weapons you know small nuclear weapons he could basically whatever just destroy the city center of kiev with a with a tactical nuclear weapon what is oh. like uh, uh small enough to not like destroy all of it but big enough to have like whatever three miles in the inner city are done and then of course you have then also nuclear fallout right you will have like the inner city of Kiev and Kiev in total as a city, nobody can live there anymore for 20 years or longer. And that is the end of me in Germany. Then I'm in the airplane to Canada. So that is... That movie, that, did you ever see that movie, The Sum of All Fears with Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how in the end they're, they're all going to the Super Bowl and somehow this they, they sneak in a nuclear bomb and like... or something... And then the yeah. machine goes off, and I think the president nuclear fallout, but like 
that's a pretty fucking brutal depiction of exactly what we're talking about. And I think everyone should see that movie. It's pretty scary, actually. I know. I remember this. And uh, uh, but it was a good film. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And no, but that is the thing. What I'm what I feel um, is a big problem. You know, it's a big, big problem what we face here. Like, if, like, tons of people I know, they say, ah, over. Why do you, you want to go to Canada? I would get, like, nothing will happen here in Germany. Nothing will happen. Putin will never throw bombs into, like, Western Europe, whatever, right? And, but they all still think that Putin acts rational. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that there's actual rules of engagement. That's what they think. Just like we were saying, they yeah, think that there's some they, kind they of rules. Exactly. They still believe that he's the Putin from 20 years ago or 10 years ago, like a sharp minded, intelligent guy who makes himself very rich, but at the same time has the interest of the Russian population in his mind. I, I, I'm not so sure that that Putin guy still exists. In that 10 yeah. years, his marriage fell apart. He's basically dating a 20 years old girl uh, or 25 years old, whatever. And she's in Switzerland right now. Uh, you know, he's all alone, isolated. He was so paranoid by Corona that he has no physical contact to most of the people, that he's always far away. And everybody has to, for, for the smallest things, they need a PCR test to even go to him, bring him a cup of tea. Uh, uh, you know, like, so I, I, for me, it looks like he went down the rabbit hole uh, of the typical dictator phobia that he yeah. basically he's so rich, he has it all under control, he can do whatever he wants, he can poison people and kill people and put them to jail. And now it went to his head. And and he saw that, that Ukraine is, an, is an, a simple victim and will be like, vaporized by Russia within two or three weeks. Then he started that war. Uh, and then he saw, A, the Ukraine is way better defending everything there as they, as he thought. His army sucks and made made brutally mistakes there. And, uh, and the West was all united in really uh, uh, sanction Russia into the biggest recession after the Second World War. I mean, yeah, uh, gonna, someone's gonna. Happen. I don't understand why he's doing this. He's got some kind of fucked up game plan, like you say. But there's elements uh, that are happening that he didn't anticipate, which makes him incredibly unstable. And I'm scared of what he's gonna do next. To yeah. lash out, you know. And that is what I mean. It's like the the, the thing is. Um, the so way I had a... about the nuclear, you're completely justified in being afraid because it's yeah, possible. Yeah, it, that is the thing. It's like, let's say you have five nuclear bombs in Europe uh, total, you know, then in North America, you have a good chance that that doesn't have any impact in North America. Zero. Like, like physically, that you get radioactive uh, fallout there, whatever, right? But of course, uh, if they exchange 700 nuclear bombs back and forth in Europe, because then, of course, there is a retaliation and then Russia would be nuked too, uh, that is enough to destroy the whole Earth. But in US or Canada or Latin America or whatever, uh, you live longer 
let's say it's this way, yeah? So you can live another five to 10 years uh, depending on your DNA and how much radioactivity uh, reaches there where you are. But, but, but it's not an immediate like death. If, if, you, if you shoot 100 nuclear bombs into Europe uh, and 100 nuclear bombs into Russia, uh, I would say that 90% of the European population uh, would be dead within a year. Also, who doesn't get directly, like, completely pulverized, but the, the nuclear fallout is just too big. And then you, you, uh, uh, you know, I mean, um, I don't we forget get that... nukes out of the... We need to get rid of all fucking nukes worldwide, Absolutely. like Superman 4 shit, you know? Yeah. No, because that is the thing. It's like any normal land war, as we see right now in Ukraine, has still a big chance that the majority of the people survive. Even in the Second World War, what is, of course, the body count in the Second World War was uh, way, way higher as, as in any other uh, war before uh, because it was so long and it was like just so massive. But when you see now in Ukraine, even after four or five weeks of war and bombing and fighting, there are not 100,000 people dead. There are under 100,000 people dead. And I mean, with 40 million population, uh, I mean, it's still horrible, but it's not like the end of all times what's happening here right now. But it could turn into the end of all times in, in like uh, the, the most stupid move ever is the retaliation. And, and I'm coming back because, in, you know, in Germany, they're all criticizing me the whole time. Uh, oh, I so still... you are going to come back. You are going to come back. No, no, I, I mean, I'm, uh, no, no, I'm not going necessarily back to to Vancouver right now. But uh, we have a second home in Vancouver that will be always part of our lives. My wife comes from there, and KJ is there, Angelina. So, and but um, no, what I'm what I'm saying is that um, they criticize you. They criticize me that I say to Ukraine, give up. And I, I stay on this, what I, what I just said. I know it's against all honor and all like my lovely fatherland, whatever. Like when, when people say that, you would fight for the last drop of their blood. But look in the history back, right? Whoever was fighting for the last drop of blood for something, it was wasted. Always. It was always wasted. It was bullshit. And and that is the thing, right? That the 30 years war, the 100 years war, the revolutions and whatever. The end result is you're dead or not or whatever. And, and you know, but but the, but the reality is there are not a lot of things that are really worth fighting for, <laughs> to say it's this way. And I think as a Ukrainian, uh, as I said weeks ago, also in our podcast, I said weeks ago, Zelensky's uh, negotiation strategy will get weaker and weaker and weaker by the week. And that is what's happening now. The cities are falling, the cities are rubble, they, they're bombing the shit out of them. Uh, and what will be the end result? The end result is capitulation, right? They will, they will give up because at one point they cannot like sustain any more defense. And, and so why killing so much many people? Why destroying so much infrastructure? If he would give up, what would really happen? 
is Putin would say in Russian TV, but nobody believes him outside of Russia. He would say, great victory, the Ukrainians are finally free, blah, blah, blah. He would tell that to the Russians. The whole other world would say uh, it was a total invasion and now they're occupying the Ukraine. But then nobody would get killed for now anymore and, and they would come to terms. Like Putin knows that he cannot... Look, Russia has only 100 million people. So he cannot control 40 million Ukrainians. With what? It's impossible. He has to come to terms with, 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 with Ukraine to have Ukrainians living and ruling in Ukraine. In Ukraine. But and then, if, if he has a control of the police state, if he's able to arrest all those people, he'll just use all the tactics that he uses in Russia. In of course. Yes, and he will have a puppet president, right? But then things relaxing and things starting to... to uh, uh, you, you cannot maneuver 40 million people around. It, 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 it will just not work in this way. It will just not work. You know, what do you want to do? It will, it will be like 20 years of hell for him, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but... Because it'll, it'll go on forever. But, it, but it, that situation would be, in a way, it would be peace. You know, it would be a lot of pressure would be taken away from everybody. And then all the sanctions continue. You know, and then you have... What you have then is a, is a police state in Ukraine. Okay, but you have a total shit show in Russia. Like, because nothing recovers. It's not like Disney says, okay, now we start playing our films again. Nobody well, would maybe do the next step, maybe the next step would be that, okay, the Ukraine is free. Why are we still being sanctioned? It's a declaration of war. That's exactly what the fuck's going to happen, dude. Yeah. Okay, but then it's a declaration of war. And then what do you want to do? Oh, it's going to be World War Three. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I know. But what? What he? But that is. But that is what we. That is the subject we were talking about, right? Then, then it would be that Putin is basically on the trip of. I don't want the best for Russia. My idea is to destroy the world. I'm not I mean, sure, but that's the thing: is what is his end game? Why is all this happening? You know what I mean? Like that's a really yeah. good question. <laughs> yes, that is the thing, and there's there's that that question: like, okay, uh, what what is the question, right? But I think the highest priority for the NATO with Russia should be to uh, to negotiate a deal that uh, there is no more nuclear weapons. Yeah, I agree with that too. We yeah, should have been know, disarming nuclear weapons 20 years ago, man. Yeah, you know, and then the, the maximum what can happen is a land war. I mean, also for me, of course, totally unacceptable, and I would still go to Canada right away. But but uh, it would be also uh, um, like not this kind of like catastrophic situation. And I mean, a land war, if he attacks Poland or whatever, and they're part of the NATO the land war is for Russia. They couldn't win that. There are just too many countries with too many soldiers, too much technology in the NATO, uh, uh, even without America. Uh, if, if they all work together, you see, you, Ukraine is really like bringing them to the brink to lose that war. And think about you would have Sweden, Finland, Norway, Denmark, Holland, Germany, Austria, uh, Poland, Hungary, Slovenia, France, Spain, Italy, if they all work together, how, how Russia want to win that war? 
It's impossible. Maybe I mean, the with China, China. I mean, yeah, if, China, China right now China says no. It will happen later. I know, but you have to think about where, where, where should be the physically troops from China coming to enter Europe? Where is it? You know how far that is. Like, how how are we going to do that? Yeah, it's not um, like Red Dawn, huh? No, you know, it's like you really would would march like thousands and thousands of kilometers. We're talking about tanks. They would drive like a year to reach the border, like to, to reach Poland. And, <laughs> and we see them coming uh, from a mile away. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, and they have to drive all through Siberia and everything. And and um, that in Russia is huge, right? It's the biggest country in the world, uh, size-wise. And then China is one third of Russia from the size. But of course, they have like 12, 15 times more people. But they would like, I mean, and that is also, I, I, I had a guy... Um, he in TV, like a general guy, and he explained a little the warfare, and it was interesting. He said, for the 100,000 Russians attacking in the Ukraine right now, they need 15 tons in food per day, 25 tons in like just water, and they need... 150 million liters of gas per day. Oh my God. So to, and, and he said, so now think about um, the what you need to build, the infrastructure you build to bring that to the soldiers every day. Like from 1,000 kilometers away, from 2,000 kilometers away. The infrastructure. And he said what the Russian army right now has experiences is that it doesn't work. The infrastructure sucks and that is the reason so many tanks just standing senselessly around because the they were empty and that was it and then you can just walk up walk away it's like nobody comes to refill the tanks nobody comes that people were starving that was the reason a lot of russian soldiers were plundering everywhere right so they went into houses to get food because there was no food from the fucking army and and i mean that, that are all things that are happening now all at the same time and uh, uh, and I think that are signs that uh, Russia could never do a real war against all of Europe. I mean, it, it would be for Russia an absolute disaster. Yeah, you know? they would. I think that they would be, but they would need to really regroup and really think and fix all these issues. It would take a lot of time. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That that is what I mean. That will not. That is not. There will be more time to replace Putin in between with the sanctions. Sanctions. He cannot. He just doesn't have it. He doesn't have a functioning military uh, ready to now take Poland right after Ukraine. It will be a total failure. Poland alone will defend, even without the NATO getting involved. Poland would defeat Russia. It it it, it would. They, they would lose that war. Because I'm there's so internally, the oligarchs haven't taken out Putin. Yes, it's also because very. I mean, they're losing a lot of money, right? Yeah, and it's all frozen. Look at the Formula One. There was that one, the the fertilizer guy. They threw the, him out as a sponsor out of the Formula One team, and they fired his son as a driver. Oh my God! Really? Holy hey. shit! Yeah, like the marzipan, marzipan, whatever. They have a fertilizer company. Yeah, but I think that is right. I mean, a lot of people say don't 
don't punish the Russians. And I say totally don't punish the, the Paralympics athletes from Russia. Don't punish an individual uh, um, artist from Russia, an actor or whatever, never give him a job again. But of course, you need to punish the oligarchs because they were the big winners in that whole Putin game for 25 years. And it's too bad for the son who is a Formula One driver that he cannot drive anymore. But that is the price you pay being the son of an oligarch. So and I think it's completely correct. I, I would be very harsh against the oligarchs. I would size everything they have. Whatever I would arrest, uh, maybe maybe they even have to arrest people people like Abramovich and stuff like this. Yeah. Or maybe the oligarchs will push for change within to actually remove Putin from power. Possibly, I think that that's the way to go. I think that if they if they were able to remove Putin from power, elect somebody else, they would say, "Look, we stopped the invasion. Can we have our fucking bank shit back because we want financial ties with the West." If the oligarchs really wanted to, you know, get back to normal, that's what they would do. Yeah, totally. And then I, I, that is the same. Yeah, I, I mean, it's we still have really like an un, <coughs> unsettling situation. And uh, yeah, by the way, I didn't heard back from the uh, oh. blood video game makers, so I. Oh, okay. So it's it's a. It's, they should okay. say, they should say we can continue or uh, discontinue, whatever, and we will hopefully get an answer there soon. Also with Elliot Ness, we don't have a feedback from Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I want to move on to different actors because we cannot just send one offer and stay on an actor for a year or something. It's just waste of time. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to... Jake Gyllenhaal is not being receptive. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and so that I'd love to get Gyllenhaal. It would be great, but totally. But you know, it's it's like um, there are other actors, Michael Shannon. You know, like there there are still other. Uh, 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 he did a lot of good films, and uh, I mean, it's a little strange that some like real tougher guys from the earlier years, like Eric Bana, Edward Norton. They all softened up so much in the last 10, 10 years. They do only like melodrams or like harmless films in a way or comedies or whatever. But we had some more good action choices. Uh, maybe we have to bring a guy in a way back uh, who people know from action films. You know, yeah. I mean, Eric Banner is great. Eric, you know, so. Uh, What's that guy from Sin City? What was that guy's name? Uh, Cliff Owen? Clive Owen, yeah. yeah. See, people like this, why not? They would fit there around 50, 55. That to totally works. And I also don't want to write off Kevin Costner completely, so maybe he's still an option. He doesn't look too old, and uh, then he would play Ness again. So I, but I want to move on, right? I mean, I need an actor to get other actors and to get financing. And uh, without that actor, that project will not move anywhere. It's like nobody will do that project. That is the reality. And uh, Well, let's not give up because the Elliot Ness film is going to be absolutely fantastic, guys. Everybody out there listening, this movie is going to be a return to form and we're working on it. So 
let's totally. not it's gonna be great okay that was it for today i think then and uh, yeah so <laughs> let's see how it all turns out in the next five six days and then we do the next one yeah, uh, everybody, uh, Uva Ball is uh, available on Twitter. You can add him at Uva Ball 7 on Twitter. I'm Gary Otto Zero on Twitter. We'll see you next time. Share the show if you support the content, and we'll see you next time on Uva Ball Raw. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. bye, bye.